tell me about it. Welcome to Tell Me About It podcast, and so we're going to have a little bit of a chat about an interesting topic. A little informal, but we'll see how we go. I have absolutely no idea about And I have all the ideas. (laughs) So I'm Gemma. I'm Holly. And what are you going to tell me about? So I'm going to tell you about dental implants. I did say last time that I'm going to talk about cadavers, and it is related to that still. Um... But yeah, a bit of an overview about it all. So this episode is all about dental implants. I'm going to tell you about the very early days of it, the in-between and the now. I'm not really going to get into the process of it because nobody really cares. <laughs> you can go visit your dentist for that. <laughs> but the reason this topic is so close to my heart is because it's what I do every single day. It's like one of my favorite things. The dentist I work with is super passionate about it. And we get to place implants and yeah, give people back their smiles, which I think is very cute. Yeah, important. Um, yeah everyone loves to smile yeah right now they're pretty successful which is interesting but it wasn't always successful okay so when you say successful what would you clarify like categorize something as being successful like it it doesn't get rejected within x amount of time well the interesting thing about everything in dental is nothing is forever so a lot of people a lot of people honestly they'll be like cool i've got a clean i'm good for the rest of my life and you're like no people think fillings last forever nothing in dental lasts forever they haven't nailed that part just yet and it's normally not the actual dental stuff it's normally what people do with their teeth afterwards (laughs) so with with implants successful is like 10 years 15 years 20 years yeah as opposed to a filling which two years great you got two years out of it really yep so like that so explains it's a crazy lot of mine. you could have you could have like 25 year old fillings and like sweet bob's your uncle but you're like borderline lucky you know what i mean What? or you I, have like really good like home care oh my gosh i like don't have good home care i'm good <laughs> dental hygiene everybody floss <laughs> um but i thought fillings were forever well and it may like i thought the reason that i have to have fillings every time i'm there is because i have new holes in my teeth that could Which be the case. Potentially <laughs> is the case. Um, if anyone knows my sugar intake. But I just thought, I don't know. I just thought that they lasted longer. And lots and, of people or do, they yeah. Like fell off my tooth and yep. I've eaten it. Yep, so that happens. Like they, the way they put them on, we bond them in. Yes. So, like any, I'm going to just refer to it as like, say, a cement, but like yeah. every cement eventually yep. it will debond. Yeah, and okay. so yeah, like we they try their best, and it's the best thing at the moment. Yeah, because obviously they used to use like amalgam fillings, and they have so many problems of their own. Oh, okay. But <laughs> in saying that, <laughs> yeah, you're like no amalgam, all right. <laughs> but in saying that, yeah, if your filling if your filling gives you like five years and ten years, the idea is not to get new decay under it. Like that's okay. That's a bad thing. Okay. But yeah, if it falls out, then that's probably the best case scenario. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so when it comes to dental implants, yeah, we like, you know, if somebody is 20 and getting a dental implant, it's not going to last them their whole life. Like it, it's it's yeah. very rare that it would just because they've got, let's say someone lives till their 100, which we like to assume. Oh. They've got 80 years. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I got places to be and it's not here on earth. <laughs> I am 26 and sore. <laughs> I'm tired and my back hurts. <laughs> um, sorry, we got off track. But mm. that makes sense because even like if you had an organ transplant or something, that yeah. doesn't last for forever. So I don't yeah. know why I thought that 
I think it's get one and done, but anyway, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and there's a lot that goes into it, which, yeah, I probably won't go into that side of things because it's very case by case. Everyone's yeah. immune system's different, everyone's bones different, all that yeah. kind of all that kind of stuff. Okay. But the interesting thing is there's evidence of implants in 2500 BCE. There's both before and after death. So what they would do is they would look at the healing of the bone. Yeah. And basically you could tell whether an implant, they would do a lot of like trials for stuff, for replacing teeth. Yeah. And they could see that some healing had actually happened in these people, which means that they had done it before death, uh, like when they were alive. Yeah. And like anesthetics and stuff weren't particularly a thing back then. Yeah. So I think that's that's very ballsy of them. And to, so like for the Im- it to be considered an implant, it has to be put into the gum. Is that right? Yeah. Essentially it'd be put into the bone. Oh. Which makes it even wilder. I think they wouldn't have had the knowledge back then, so I think they'd be putting it into either like an like an empty socket where a tooth would have been. Okay. Or I don't really particularly it doesn't really say what they use for drills. It does have a little bit about the Mayans. The Mayans actually used seashells and hammers. And that's where they actually had like <laughs> when they looked at them. Yeah, I think that's seashell, like they nailed the colour, but like <laughs> everything about that sounds wrong. What's it? just post recording clarification here uh they would put them into a fresh extraction site and they would use hammers and that's the mines with the shell and then in early 1900s they started experimenting with burrs and threaded implants which we use today tooth made out like enamel and dentine and okay all sorts of i'm just thinking a shell's made of calcium carbonate which is essentially chalk (laughs) (laughs) i just feel like it'd be a bit brittle yeah i just and like cone shaped i don't know what shape they picked but calcium helps you with strong and healthy bones so maybe they (laughs) eat those shells maybe they sort of got there but no definitely i feel like their thought was (laughs) there enamel was present (laughs) (laughs) it was not tooth like yeah yeah so when they looked back at these people that had like strange things in their jaw Mm. they realized that some had been done before the person was dead because the healing had happened and i i just yeah i applaud anybody who (laughs) who did that and donated themselves to research way back then because that sounds like an awful time um and with the mayans it was said that it was mostly women who would get these seashell teeth (laughs) by choice probably probably not probably not (laughs) but yeah so it depended really where you were in the world so yeah the mayans had seashells the ancient chinese tried bamboo pegs and the western world we just put whatever whatever metals we could find in there so we had like copper iron and gold we tried to put in as a fake tooth yeah i'd like to say none of that was successful okay and they didn't really understand why but but i'll tell you why so coming forward a little bit two thousand years ago they started to just try teeth so (laughs) not only was it animal teeth but it was also human teeth And they would either get the human teeth from poor people or slaves or they would steal them from, it says cadavers, but probably dead people. Yeah. As in just lying around. Yeah. Um, So today we call that heteroplastic, which means the hetero part means different or homoplastic, which means same implant. The reason that none of these worked is because obviously there's rejection occurring because of infection. And it's the same as you can't go to someone and be like, I want your liver. Who's... A different species or dead yeah 
the same way it's not going to accept it it's not going to accept it with teeth so i think a lot of people think a tooth is a tooth yes. but it's got the same little biomarkers on it and it's still got okay so okay yes yeah i follow like it works a tooth has essentially got living components of like the nerve and the pulp chamber and stuff yeah so i think when people think cool i'll just take someone else's tooth and their tooth's now dead in your in your jaw like okay just doesn't work like that okay (laughs) (laughs) so when like i'm probably jumping ahead but when you do an implant do you have to have it clear of any sort of markers and then is there something that the person then has to like put markers into that implant so they accept it is so this is really interesting so just as a little surprise we use titanium so titanium is and what i'll go into is i'll explain how they actually came across it but titanium is something that they use for um like in orthopedic surgery so like in legs and stuff and it's just something that the body seems to not reject okay like it acknowledges it but it doesn't acknowledge it so far that it's an immune response yes which is quite interesting yeah okay so the good part about that is that the titanium going in would be sterile yeah as in the scientific word sterile yeah but the mouth this is really interesting the mouth is sterile per person so if we start working on my mouth, yeah, my mouth to me is sterile. Yeah. And so whatever goes in there, I can't really like hurt myself, if that makes sense. Okay. So it's a, it's a really it's a really strange thing to say. And obviously your mouth to me is not sterile, yes. but your mouth to you is sterile. So when you're yes. putting something in your mouth, we don't have to like do anything. Like we can't sterilize a human. Like okay. we can't make yes. you completely oh, sterile. Yes, I, so we just, I follow. Yes. It's like a clean slate. Like we just yep. say like, however you come to us, is, that's your like sterile state. Yes yeah so obviously there's other things mouthwash at least yeah yeah (laughs) i'm like a little little bit of antiseptic rinse (laughs) so like anybody who comes in they might have medical conditions which like they might be like um immune compromised or something like that okay but their state is their sterile state yeah and then obviously titanium won't have any like biomarkers it won't have anything attached to it that like when people say that they're allergic that that's yeah shouldn't really be a thing okay the body could reject it but there's there's more like a there's more to it than that, Something I suppose. Underlying. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe there was an infection or maybe it wasn't. Maybe they smoke or maybe they don't look after it or. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Something a little bit like third party, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Um, so the reason it all came about was actually a physician and he was doing orthopedic studies. I'm probably going to butcher his name and I do apologize to everybody. But his <laughs> name is Per Ingvar Brennemark. And so he was a physician who is Swedish. And he used titanium during his research. And what he was researching was how blood flow affects bone healing. So it didn't actually have anything to do with dental implants. So he stumbled upon it. Yeah, which which I thought was pretty cool. He, um, this part's not overly cool, but he did test it in the lower legs of rabbits. He was putting titanium rods into there. And when he went to take them out, he realized he couldn't. Because it had healed over it. Yep. And so what had yep. happened as the bone had actually attached essentially to this like titanium rod. So he penned the term osseointegration, okay. which just yeah, means bone integration. Um, so and that's when like, like Isaac's got broken wrists and then yep, he's, and he's got, got a rod in there and yep his wrists now exactly so that's what that yeah is. yeah yep. and they okay. use it they use it for all sorts of different things which i think is very cool um so he didn't particularly mean to do dental implants but just sort yeah. of came across it by that what he actually did to test it was he got the workers in his lab including his brother to be his guinea pigs and he would insert titanium instruments into their upper arm Oh my god! So he went from rabbits to his family members. I'm like, imagine being like, hey bro, 
I need a hand. Can you just... Can you just lend me your arm? Yeah. See what happens. Like, it's all G. I've tested it on a rabbit. Um, I couldn't get it out. <laughs> yeah, couldn't get it out. It's going to be there forever. It'll um, be fine. Yeah, Everything's groovy. Your bone won't let me take it out, but all groovy. <laughs> so I thought this is really funny. Like, having a bit of a science background, you'll love this. Obviously, in lots of science experiments, you've got like the group and the control group so obviously the control group is just left alone but they don't know that yeah although he did know that so he did have a control group in this experiment and it was himself (laughs) he said that he needed to be fit and healthy so that he didn't put anything into his arm oh my gosh that's (laughs) sacrifice because you like when you're talking about experiments and stuff you've got like a blind experiment Mm -hmm. and then you've got a double blind experiment where the people in a double blind for anyone who hasn't heard that terminology before it's where the experimenters don't actually know who's control, who's placebo, who's actually being tested on either. Mm-hmm. And so it just helps. In a double-blind experiment, it's supposed to be very fair. But, mm. like, obviously he in this was case, very aware yeah, of who yeah. was the control <laughs> and who was the tested one. He was like, is something in my arm? No. And it's going to stay that way. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Um, it was really funny. So he he thought that was at the point that he was like, cool, I could use this for different stuff. Yeah. So he um, he actually went and presented it at like a forum. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't really well received. So one of the academics, he was referring to an article in Reader's Digest and he said, this may prove to be a popular article, but I simply do not trust people who publish themselves in Reader's Digest. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Sorry, Reader's Digest. This fella, he was well known to the public in Sweden yeah. for recommending a particular brand of toothpick. Yeah. And a lot of people use toothpicks to clean between their teeth. It's not great. does a lot of damage. Does it? It does a bit, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So it just depends. Yeah. So he was, that's what he was doing back in the day. So Brennamark replied to him and he said, and I don't trust people who advertise themselves on the back of toothpick boxes. <laughs> Shade. So he just, he just absolutely was just like, sit down. <laughs> Whatever, toothpick guy, shut up. <laughs> Pipe down. I've used rabbits and my brother. <laughs> Um, so I know what's up? He he actually has a son called Richard who is going on with his studies and everything. Um, he also works in like orthopedic studies, and he's a little bit strange because he wants to use the titanium info to do prosthesis arms and legs, like prosthetic stuff. Okay, and he wants to attach it and like anchor it to the human skeleton. Okay. So, so is it heavy? Is titanium heavy? I wouldn't say so, but I'm not sure. Like, I mean, anyone that I know that's had anything. Titanium. Yeah, yeah. like rods and stuff. I yeah. don't know about whole arms and legs. Yeah, because I'm just thinking, like, that sounds heavy. It sounds interesting. But obviously you don't put a titanium tooth in someoneone's mouth. And yeah, and they're, they're like, like, oh. oh. <laughs> I'm lot, it's I'm heavy. now. It's so <laughs> heavy. Head. I can't hold my head up. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, it seems very. I get where he's going with it because yeah. obviously you got a you got something you can take in and in yeah. and out. But then it's attached to you for life. I just don't get how it would work because it would be internal and external, surely. Yeah, well, uh, would he be thinking that flesh is going to grow around it potentially? But then it would just be and flesh. I can see he wouldn't have nerves. No, unless you're going really full on. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's what he's doing, but. Back to his dad. So he eventually did get a bit of recognition when other dentists were like, hey, we could we could do something with this. Yeah. And so he is considered to be like the father of dental implants now. 
and Who, Richard? No, no, no. So his dad, Brennamark. Um, okay. Well, Per Ingver. Okay. <laughs> so he has brought his implants out. This is there many, many years ago. Like this is from like the 30s and 40s that all this sort of started. Yeah. Um, but it's actually a brand called Noble Biocare and it's still used today. Oh. So it's a pretty it's a pretty traditional brand and brands yeah. have surpassed it because their technologies are far superior. Okay. But in saying that, it's something that like I've heard of at work and we've yeah. we've like come across patients that have had it. And I just think that's very interesting that yeah, the guy who going. coined osteointegration. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got people that still use his um, implants. And yeah, I thought that was very cool. Yeah, um, cool. So the first implant placed was in nineteen sixty five. Mm-hmm. It successfully. Lasts, successfully. So it lasted for 40 years. And the only reason it lasted for 40 years is because the person died. Okay. So it died with it still in yeah. this. With well, that's, this. that's the yeah. end goal. Exactly. You still get your teeth, 40 years, not yeah. bad. But yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. So when we're talking about cadavers and cadaver teeth, yeah. that part seems crazy. Yeah. But it's not so crazy. So we actually use, and I'm talking we as in dentists and assistants and practices, not me personally, but we actually use cadaver bone. Yes. So when you donate your body, whether it's your organs or your body to science, et cetera, et cetera, they will sometimes take the bone. Yes. They will denature it. Essentially, they will take the DNA component out of it. Yeah. Which is what's done with all grafts, obviously. Yeah. That removes your biomarkers. And this is called allograft. Okay. So it just means like same species. Yeah. Just not, just not from you. Yeah. So they do actually have something called an autograft. And that's when it's from your own body to your own body. Okay. And maybe they'll take it, like the one that, the main one that I've heard out is like they might do wisdom teeth surgery and they'll take it from the back of your jaw. Okay. And then put it somewhere else in your, in your jaw. Oh my gosh. Which so is very. when you're saying with this allograft yeah. or whatever, is, is it bone or is it teeth? So like, is it bone. from an actual like bone. humerus, jaw, femur? As far as I know, I would say that it's. Or is it? I would say it's from like a cadaver jaw. Okay, so. It's but from I could I could be wrong. It's just because the different from what I've learned, the different parts of your like your bone is different in different areas. Yeah. I and thought. the the bone in your jaw obviously it needs to have a spongy type of like styrofoam consistency. Yeah. Because when you place an implant in, you're basically just like pushing that styrofoam to the side. Okay. And making it like denser around it, but it just gives you a bit of space to put in yours, and then it integrates like that. So if it's too dense. Yeah. I'm not positive, but maybe like, let's say a femur or something really strong. Yeah, yeah. If it's really dense, it would be really difficult to place an implant in that. Okay. But then I'm not too sure because I don't really know how they actually go from getting it from a cadaver to making it granules because it usually comes in like a granule sand-like consistency. Oh, what? And then you guys like make Place it, it in. Make it like tooth shape out of it, like plaster no. of Paris. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then we bake it in our Easy Bake Oven. Yeah. <laughs> And like, hey, presto. This one's canine. This one's <laughs> incisor. <laughs> Which one would you like today, sir? So the part you're talking about is the part above the gum. We're talking about the bone replacement. Hi, everyone. Just clarifying again. The bone graft they create from cadavers come from cortical and cancellous bone. Cancellous bone is found in most areas of the bone that are not subject to great mechanical stress. 
It makes up much of the enlarged ends of the long bones and is a major component of the ribs, the shoulder blades, the flat bones in the skull and a variety of short flat bones elsewhere in the skeleton. Whereas cortical bone is also known as compact bone and that forms a hard external layer of the bones. So when they use it, it's denatured, granulized and freeze dried. And so it's not a specific bone location like the jaw, more so a specific bone type. Oh. So okay. if you take if you take a tooth out, yeah. your body says, all right, we don't need bone in this area. And it's a really interesting thing. So your bone and your jaw stays the way it is because your teeth move slightly in its own ligaments and okay. it stimulates it. Okay. So when you take a tooth out, your body's like, psych, peace out. I don't need to create bone there anymore. And it starts to shrink a little bit. Ah. Yeah. So like when I got all my wisdom teeth out, I would have had like some sort of jaw situation there. Yep. And then when I got all of the four taken out, yep. potentially that jaw, that part of my jaw is starting to like not be there. Yeah. So it would like, it would heal up and it, and it just basically would like fill in that socket a little bit, Yeah. but it's not as necessary to have as much bone in that area. So it would it would still be like stimulated by the rest of your teeth, so it wouldn't be like yeah. so nuts that all your teeth fall out or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, basically like if people start to lose like five, six molars, you'll see that their face becomes like shrunken in and what? all sorts of because the bones like psych, I don't need to be here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So what we do is we replace that with something um, either like synthetic or Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a really common one we use, and we use this like pretty much on the daily, is one called a xenograft. So a xenograft is a different species to us. So in Australia, we usually use something that is um, either like cow or pig. Again, it's denatured, so it's not really cow or pig anymore. Um, but I did find this really funny Ethical thing. issue. <laughs> yeah. You won't be part cow. But in saying that, like on the line of cow graft, they, I, um, I realized that they have a concern about mad cow disease and donating blood. Yes. So the brand we use is a very common brand that is like universal it allows you to continue giving blood. But there is some some companies where if you've got to give blood, they'll be like, have you had a graft? Well, no, you can't. What? Yeah, which I, I tried to look it up and I thought it was maybe mad cow disease, but it doesn't say anywhere why. Like it oh, just okay. says, you know. Oh, I, and I guess maybe it's the risk of infection as well because I know yeah. if you're recently tattooed, they yep. um, are a bit less inclined to take your blood for yeah. a certain period of time. Yeah. Which would make sense, but... Um, yeah, I, I don't think that I would think of a dental implant when someone was like, oh, do you have, you know? Yeah. If someone was like, oh, you know how you get asked things and they're like, oh. What have you, you done on, recently? Are you on any prescription medicine? And you're like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, oh, have you had any medicine in the last, oh, I had a Panadol like six <laughs> months ago. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's still in there somewhere. Okay, so we put cow and pig in our mouths instead yeah. of dead other people's body. Okay. Why would you prefer? Pick I'm your not sure. pick your pick your. Uh. No, I would definitely rather an animal. That's yeah. and that's so twisted. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Like that's so twisted that I'm like sitting here adamantly, like yes, I would rather have ground up pig and <laughs> cow bone stuck into my mouth rather than some other human. I'm not sure what I would pick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a poll up. Yeah. Well, what would you What would you rather? Would you rather a xenograft or what's the other? An allograft. Yeah, we've got an allograft or a xenograft. Yeah. Which is interesting. And we okay. do we use them both commonly. So is choice. one more expensive? 
Ah, uh, look, I I know that we don't particularly charge more for one. Okay, it's just more xenograft is just for different folks. I yeah, guess. exactly. Everyone's different. Um, yeah. So I found that very very interesting. So one of the fun facts that I put up today in our mm-hmm. weekend questions yeah. was what do dental implants and NASA spaceships have in common? And I didn't personally know this, probably because I know dental, I don't know spaceships, but I do like NASA. Apparently there's uh, <laughs> some guy from Amazon that does. <laughs> Whoever could it be? <laughs> so the, it's the material we were talking about earlier. So titanium is used in both. So when I was reading about this fun fact, it said that your, your dental implants are strong as a rocket ship. And I mean, I wouldn't go as far to say that because there's a lot of different components, but I just found it very interesting. Like it's yeah. obviously a good material to use. And okay. the fact that it doesn't get rejected, it's not deemed like a risk to us at all yeah. or anything. It's used in a lot of things. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so another one of the weekend quiz questions was about decay. And yeah. some people said, yes, it does decay like natural teeth. And some said no. So it doesn't decay like natural teeth. And the reason for that is because the way that teeth decay the bacteria feeds off like the sugars and then it's the byproduct that starts to like um destroy your teeth okay so there is nothing that it could actually like consume on the prosthetic part so if you weren't eating for whatever reason it would have nothing to feed off therefore yeah essentially yeah yeah so it's obviously like you know again flush your teeth (laughs) but but in saying that there's just no component of the implant that it can actually consume yeah so it doesn't particularly work that way yeah um and the byproduct wouldn't essentially affect the implant but the interesting thing is if you get gum disease your implant can get gum disease so what is what the implant is sitting in so bone and gum yeah that part can get affected so a lot of people think cool i've got an implant it's all good but that part it actually does get gum disease the same way that teeth do so you could actually get a loose implant it could fall out which is really not ideal no obviously not but the other thing that's good about it is it stimulates bone the same way that teeth do yeah so So if you have like dentures dentures do the opposite and your bone just retracts because it's always rubbing it's always friction and then your bone is like eh no thank you okay whereas the way teeth does it implants do the same thing so it's actually something in dental that um is a bit of a futuristic kind of thing is that you get the implant and it stimulates it so it starts growing around it is that it just maintains what you've got yeah yeah yeah. which is good because obviously yeah you don't want to go the other way and yeah lose all your bone yeah but that's um yeah, that's the that's the interesting fun facts I've got about dental implants. That's so cool. Just yeah. as like a side note, we're about to wrap up, but like if you've got gum disease, is this stink? Um, okay, you're asking the wrong person. So okay. uh, people <laughs> people who work with me know that I have the worst sense of smell. Oh, okay. People tell me that it does. Okay. And people tell me that they can smell infection and yeah. they can they've sometimes smelt like decay when you're drilling it out of a tooth. Yeah. And you can smell gum disease. Whereas you're like, no worries. I can't even tell. Like, if toast is burning, I'm like, cool, what smells good? Like, I, I oh honestly... Gosh, she'll never know if she's having a stroke. <laughs> I'm like, I'm probably the worst person. But in saying that, it makes me brilliant for the industry because I'm like, just happy-go-lucky and everyone else is like, that was rank. And I'm like, was it though? <laughs> What's the problem here? Oh my gosh, she's but, so ready for motherhood. <laughs> I'm so lucky. But supposedly, yes. Okay. And that's what I bad... wonder that. That's what bad breath would smell like. Because it is from like a... There is a genetic component, but there's like a poor lack of home care usually. Okay. Yeah. Fair so, enough. So hand in hand, yes, it smells. <laughs> Let's just overarchingly 
you've got stinky breath after you've flossed, mouthwashed, <laughs> brushed your teeth twice a day, then uh, see a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What a good way to end it on. Yeah, <laughs> dental hygiene is important for everybody. <laughs> everybody well thanks for sticking around and listening make sure you follow us on our socials yeah. so so we've got our instagram page which is tell me about it underscore podcast we've got our weekend quiz questions up now even though i've probably pre-answered them for you but hopefully you see them first and then we've also got our twitter which is at tmbi podcast so give us a follow on both and check it us out on spotify that's it so give us a follow on spotify and a follow on instagram that way you can get updated every time we're yep. bringing out new episodes apple We've podcasts got... if you prefer that oh just anywhere that you can listen to us really yeah we're, i think we're pretty much covered on most platforms um and we'll have a new episode out soon so thanks for listening and we'll see you next time bye bye